You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant, with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Okay, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. To reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. Here's the thing. Information is power. Information is money. Literally, the currency of today's world of, of entrepreneurship is information. And if you could bring all of the, your, the information about your business into one dashboard, this is incredibly valuable. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of the truth about your business. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you're improving efficiency by bringing all of your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. This is so valuable. You just hit a button and you can see all the information about your business instead of having to like call five different departments and get all these emails and put it all together and make sense of it. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash james. netsuite.com slash james. netsuite.com slash james. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show. Today on the James Altucher Show. I hope you listened to part one, but it doesn't matter. Uni Tarantini's on talking about loneliness, and in part one, I describe my own loneliness. But in part two here, not only does Uni give more specific techniques about how to deal with loneliness, but... We talked to Jay about his own unique loneliness being a foreigner here in the United States. I think this is so incredibly useful right now. Like people are still locked down. I know a lot of people who uh, have not been out of the house since March 13th, 2020 mm -hmm. still. And mm -hmm. so, so Jay, are you on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. So Jay, I want to ask you because Jay, you live by yourself and New York City had yep. one of the most harsh lockdowns. I know because I was there through most <laughs> of the lockdown and, and you know, you, you're dating someone, but she lives, you know, uh, an hour away. Yeah. An hour away. And you haven't been able to see her as much as you would have liked. Right. Were you lonely during, uh, this lockdown? Oh yeah, that's why I got my dog. That's why I got a dog during the lockdown. So, so hopefully to make myself not 
as lonely. Like even though I talk to friends most of the time online, you know, like I play online game and stuff, talk to them. I, at some point, I still feel lonely because when we are not, when I'm not playing, I just all by myself, you know, and I can't see James in person too. Yeah, we see each other on Zoom though. Yeah, see me grow my beard. Yeah. Um, but but like with the online stuff, do you feel like that while you're let's say talking to these people online, do you feel that that satisfies your loneliness, but it instantly shuts down as soon as you you log out? Yeah, it's you, you're totally right on the front because like yeah, we just talk about games and stuff, and then that's it. You have nothing else to talk about. Like I mean, I do know the person. You know, I don't know them. We just met through online, so we didn't know them in person. I don't know them in person. So, so, so yeah, like what, what, what? I mean, you literally like would see or talk to nobody in person for yeah. how long? Like, what was the longest stretch during this time where you talked to nobody in person? The whole lockdown. The whole lockdown. You didn't. The whole lockdown. Yeah. Like, because you're not eating anybody for coffee, or you're not nope, really nope, running into yeah. people in the street because everyone's nope. like six yeah. feet away and masks yeah. and everything, and. uh so did that make you feel lonely? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, oh, sorry, I, I have to, I, I have to make a correction. It's like it's the whole lockdown until I have my, I, I have my dogs, which is like in August or September. I get to go out, but I didn't see as much as many people. Like we still stay far apart. I don't know anyone, so I technically didn't talk to anyone other than smile to them. But I can see that I'm smiling mm-hmm. because we're all wearing masks, so yeah. we can't really see uh, each other's uh, facial facial expression. Did, but yeah, did you get depressed? Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I yeah, didn't it's, even it's, know, I didn't even really know that you were depressed. Why didn't you tell me you were depressed? I mean, I felt like depressed is not something that I could just tell anyone. Yeah, you know, that's like, the problem in, with this. Yeah, yeah, and especially in Asian community, like uh, mm. from Asian country. If you if you if you if you can't tell from my accent, but uh, no, in, it's in, it's written all over your face <laughs> that you're Asian. <laughs> but in Asian, like having a depression, it's like a, almost like a disgrace a little bit. Back then, now it's a little bit yeah. better. Yeah, and so and so you got a dog. Yeah. But really you just sort of waited it out. Like what what I know. You did, what else out. did you do to kind of de- deal with depression or or uh did you use any like online therapy or not really. Uh I I should I should see therapy, but I haven't get any therapy yet. But uh the only thing I do is just watch TV, Netflix. You know, yeah, like so you, watch mm-hmm. TV, play games and play with my dog. That's it. And so, Uni, how much of that is just um, kind of, uh, you know, just like the, the the junk food of dealing with loneliness, like watching TV or playing games? Like, I, like I feel sometimes it's intellectually challenging, like a good story on TV or you play a, a creative yep. kind of game. But a lot of times it's just junk food to avoid thinking about anything. Like, I find when I have a bad day in life, I just sit there and mindlessly play games. Yeah. Yeah, it's and that's how addiction works, right? It's to avoid dealing with our our issues. But in the under the you know the lockdown, it's not like you really had a choice because you you couldn't you know meet with people. It was really hard to um, to even you know get out and meet people. I think here in Norway it was a bit different because we could walk outside and be together outside walking. Uh, I don't know how that was in New York, uh, but at least we could do that. But it's, it's really hard to just, and also what happens too with our brains is that when we don't use our social skills, we, we lose them. There, there are research yeah. that, that you know, shows that in people who have been in, in social isolation for a long time, they don't know how to talk to people anymore after that. You, you kind of just lose and you, and you don't want to either. You get this like 
like you long social connection, but you but you rather stay at home. So it's like a muscle. It's like you have a, a social muscle exactly. that you practice during the yeah. day. So how can you practice that in these situations? How can you exercise that muscle so that you don't lose the, the yeah. ability to talk to people? Absolutely. So I think in, in that case, I think it's important to, even in the, you know, when you're on Zoom with someone or you have a, like what I've done, for example, because um, some of my friends live far away, live in the US. And so what we do is that we try to have a regular, <clears throat> like every two weeks we have a virtual coffee. And so we, we get on idea. Zoom. It's a good idea, right? And then, so we have a virtual coffee and it, you know, sometimes it's just 15 minutes. But it's like, we, could, we do a little check-in. How are you doing? What, what's working in your life right now? What do you feel you need support on? Um, just the, you know, we're super clear on the intention of, of what we're gonna talk about, what we're gonna, and then, and then sometimes, you know, we need to talk more, so then we talk longer. And then sometimes it's just 15, 10, 15 minutes. So I think it's a good idea to just have someone that you can do that with. Jay, did you do that? Well, I'm a, I'm very bad with connecting with friends. Uh, so I didn't actually do that. We did it for, it's also a weird thing. It's when you have to like arrange all, everyone's schedule, you know, mm. like, so we did it for On like On top of arranging months. my schedule, which is a drag. <laughs> yeah. Half the time I don't show up. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, yeah, well, we did it for like a couple months. I, I would say like two months top. And then after that, everything just fell apart, you know, especially when elections started happening and everyone just wanted to talk about politics, I'm yeah. like, uh, I want to yeah. talk about nothing. Yeah. You know, I didn't not exactly want to talk about politics, but you were right on the, on the, on the social, the mass of socializing, because I remember a friend of mine invited me to their apartment. I think during one of the winter, during the winter, when it's slowly opening up, I went to their apartment, you know, to, to have a dinner. I'm like, I don't know what to do now. Should I take off my shoes? Should I say hi? Should I shake hands? What is small talk? You know, we yeah. didn't talk about, there's not, there's no, no small talk because all you talk about is vaccine and weather. That's it. And politics. Yeah. That's it. Yo, yeah. yeah so Uni, what, what else could he have talked about? Like well, how do you kind of manufacture topics? Talk about your dog. Oh yeah, that's the other thing we were talking about. That's so, so boring to me, time, though. <laughs> the whole time I'm always there because I was I was, I brought my dog and they have a dog, so they. I'm just, sick of hearing about like, his goddamn dog. <laughs> we just we just look at we just play with the dogs and then I'm like, do I ask you about your work? Is that like private? Is that like you know? Am I stepping on boundaries? Should I ask you about your your life? What I have a really good thing that I like to to bring up in social you know social meetings is mm-hmm. to. Um, is to ask people if we can, you know, sort of around the table, whoever is there to, to that each person tells us something they want us to know about themselves that most people don't know about them. Can be anything, that's, right? That, that's good, but I can't see Jay saying, hey, let's try this exercise. I want everybody here <laughs> yeah. to tell me something about yourself that I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. And I something I, I could potentially that. judge you for. <laughs> yeah. I can't say, I because I, I, I agree those exercises Twitter. work, but sometimes it feels a, like if I'm in a dinner party and I've already been shut yeah. down, I can't suddenly say, hey, wait a second, here's an idea. Yeah. I want you all to go around yeah. the table and blah, blah, Cause then I'm afraid they're gonna judge me. Oh my God, we already talking. Now he's interrupting us with this. And uh, so that, so I like that exercise, but I feel sometimes awkward doing that. 
Yeah, that's true. It's, I mean, it depends on the setting and who you're who you're with, right? If you can do that or not. Absolutely. It's you know, I'm not um, I'm not great on the small talk stuff. It's you know, I hate it. I can do it, but it really drains me. So it's true that, you know, sitting around talking about stuff just to talk about something is not really, but then you can, like, I love talking about, you know, Netflix shows that I just watched or a book that I just read, right? Something like that, like I can bring up and, and like all the time, uh, James, I talk about your book. And I recommend it to oh, people, well, right? Thank you very because, much. Because we talk about the loneliness stuff. When we talk about connection and we talk about, and people are stuck, right? And like, oh, what do I do now? And then I, and then I mentioned, well, you know, there's this guy, you know, James Altucher, and he, and he recommends writing down 10 ideas every day. So I talk about it a lot, right? Because I think it's such a good tip. So I like to talk about books. You know, it can be your book, can be, can be, other people's books, but I think you know, books and shows, you know, TV shows too, there are a lot of smart shows out there, a lot of, you know, funny and, and it doesn't have to be always so intellectually heavy either. It can be like, you know, Ragnarok or, or you know, something, something silly and fun too. Yeah. Sometimes I like to go to extremes. Like let's say they're a fireman. Yeah. Uh, I could say, what's what's the worst fire you've ever seen where no matter what you did, you couldn't put out the fire. And then I kind of, I kind of find ways for them to tell stories. So, uh, and extremes are usually at those points. Uh, uh, if you're, if I have a friend who's a urologist, I'll say, I'll ask him, what is the absolute most shocking penis you've ever seen in, (laughs) you know, when working in as a urologist, not in your social life, but working as a urologist. And uh, that usually leads to conversation, but then, Sometimes that runs out. I mean, this is kind of like a permanent problem. And so having a variety of tools to deal with it, like as you've mentioned in your writings and as you mentioned in your course is, is very critical. And, and so Jay, what would you do to kind of, would you just leave or like, how would you start a conversation? This was your only time to be social. And and you know, when you're going to leave, you might not see someone for weeks or months. Well, like that's, well, I would just, I will, I will, so. What I did, what I did, I usually just like, oh, what do you do? There's, there's the easiest way mm-hmm. for me, at least for me to like, to know someone because as like, I usually not judge people, but I usually open a conversation with what do you do? And then I will find, like James said, like I find a funny way to weave into, you know, like their, their work. So let's say if they're, they are social manager, uh, uh, let's say if they are social media manager, I was like, oh, how many times have you been thrown by anyone? You know, like how how many how many wait how many times you've been what troll troll oh troll oh yeah yeah, yeah. troll yeah by by anyone or how many times have you been a user and what's the nastiest message you ever get from DM or whatever? So I usually just open with that and then, oh, I like those know, questions. Yeah, yeah, because like you just find the the oh most my god, I have great answers things. for those after yeah. the past twenty <laughs> Can years. Can imagine you do? Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and then just talk about movies and stuff, but. The thing is, like, I have such a niche of hobby and interest. Like, no, I, I, I seldom meet someone that have exact same interests as me. You know, Jay and I probably have a similar problem, which is that let's say I go to a dinner and there's a bunch of adults there who are my age, and then there's their children there. I usually, I often, not usually, but I often have more to say to the children mm-hmm. because yeah. they're interested in Star Wars or comic books yeah. or games, and I don't really know anything about the insurance business or, you know, 
all, whatever people do for a living. Yeah. And so, so that sometimes is tricky, but I enjoy those, but, uh, yeah, Jay, you should have told me you were, you were feeling more lonely. My, I had the reverse problem during the lockdowns because <laughs> I, I live with like, I have, I have five kids. So it was like, everybody just leave me alone. I need <laughs> some downtime yeah. already. God, they're all yeah. coming in here. And, and also I do a podcast. So I talk to people I've talked during the lockdown, I've talked to hundreds and hundreds of people on zoom like this. Yeah. And, and that really gives me, you know, and I only have people on my podcast. who I enjoy talking to and, and repeat guests are always the best. Uni, you're a repeat guest. And, uh, th this has been my, my social interaction. It's not as powerful as in person, but I'm a little more awkward in person anyway. I like, I like zoom or, or, you know, these types of conversations. And this is a really great way to connect. And even if we're not doing it on the podcast, right? We can do it uh, with people just, you know, organizing a, a little meet, you know, uh, like, I, like I do, right? With, my, with some couple of my friends, uh, you know, every, every other week or so, I think is a really, or every, you know, once a month or once a week or, or how, however often we'd like to do it. But I think it's important to schedule it into our calendar and to prioritize uh, making those connections. Yeah. Like I, I have a friend and this is long before COVID. We used to meet for, um, uh, we called it Skype lunches where we would, if we hadn't seen each other in a while, I'd get my sandwich, bring it up to my office. He'd get his sandwich, bring it to his office. And we'd have a Skype lunch. This way we don't have to deal with going someplace, dealing with a waiter or a waitress, you know, waiting for the bill, and then going home, we could just have a, a casual lunch, talk, maybe even not talk. Sometimes we didn't really talk that much. But uh, And then, oh, I, I have an idea I was just thinking of, is that, now this is almost hard homework, so I don't mean it in this way, but if you want, the great thing about Zoom is, or these conversations are recorded, or we're on Squadcast right now, these conversations are recorded. So one thing you can do, and I always encourage people to, do multiple things at the same time without multitasking. So what I mean is we could schedule a lunch and it could be topic oriented. So I could say yeah. uh, to you, Uni, like who were the five best Nobel prize winners of any category and who were the worst five Nobel prize winners? You have your five, I have my five and each one we go over yeah. and we discuss and I, and learn or argue or talk about it. And then we have a transcript. Now we have a book. So we, oh, add, we, get, the we get the transcript. We, we, you know, edit it to take out the ums and the ahs and have it make a little more sense. We have an intro that we write and an outro for each uh, guest. And at the end, you, you could self-publish on Amazon. You just, you know, you just upload what you have. Uh, and it could be a paperback, a Kindle, an audio book, because the audio book is the, the recorded, you know, squat, Zoom lunch. And at the end, maybe it's called uh, the five best and worst Nobel Prize winners of all time. And people love reading about lists like that and learning and then arguing about them and debating them. So, yeah. you know, that's a that's quick a way to, to write and self-publish a book. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Absolutely. enough about Nobel Prize winners. Okay. Oh, well, just real quickly, and then we'll, we'll do it some other time. But who are your, who, who do you think are the best two Nobel Prize winners of any category? Oh, I think, well, I think um, uh, Bertha von Suttner is probably my 
preferred Nobel Prize winner. She won in 1905, though, but she was the, you know, the star of of the peace movement in Europe um, back then and was really the, the inspiration for Alfred Nobel to uh, create his all of his prizes in the first place. So I think she is... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember her from your, your book. She had a close relationship with him. But could, was she successful in that World War One happened a decade later? And that was the worst war up to that in terms yeah. of just human damage in history. So yeah, how exactly. successful was she? Yeah, no, exactly. All that, all that happened after after her her time. But um so so yes, so not not extremely successful. And then um I was gonna say that that Gandhi would have been my 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 all-time uh you know favorite, but he never won the, the Peace Prize and such a tragedy tra- tragedy, but he never won it. Um who else is a good one? Who who is who is your favorite? Um, or or any of the, the the prices? You know, without doing any research, the first one that comes to mind is Marie Curie, because yes. a she had to you know uh, deal with a scientific community that looked down on women, and yeah. you know, and she was married to a scientist who could easily have suppressed her her interests and research, and she won in two categories. She won in physics and I think chemistry. So mm-hmm. I don't know anything about what she, uh, she won, won for radioactivity in, in physics. I forget what she won for or in, in chemistry, but it's just, there's not that many people who won no, two Nobel prizes in two different categories. And I, I want to say Einstein, but I'm only saying that because that's because with, with lack of, of anybody else to say, I'd have to research that. And then the worst for me, which I learned in your book, uh, was that woman from Myanmar yeah. who won the Nobel Peace Prize and then um, started a genocide right afterwards. <laughs> like Absolutely. it's almost as if it gave her permission. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but, but anyway, Uni Turatini, thank you so much for, for talking about loneliness. You've certainly helped me. You gave lots of uh, advice on specific actions one can take. And you have a course on this. If they go to uniturretini.com, your name is U-N-N-I-T-U-R-R-E-T-T-I-N-I. But they Google Uni and the Nobel Prize, they'll see your name. And Jay, thank you for being honest thank about you. your loneliness. Although I'm a little upset you didn't talk to me more about it. Although I guess maybe <laughs> I always seemed like I was in a rush to stop talking to people because so many people were talking to me. Yeah, you're so, like, Jay, Jay, stop talking. Stop talking. <laughs> no, I never said that. I always I always listen, but sometimes I wasn't always there. But um well, anyway, thanks for thanks both of you for being on the podcast, and thank you, Uni, for coming on again. And Such next time, let's pick our top five best yeah. and worst Nobel Prize winners and and talk about them. And of let's course, we you, you should listen to some of the conversations I've had with Nobel Prize loser Brian Keating, absolutely, who wrote a book called Losing the Nobel Prize. He is such a he's the Love smartest him. loser I know. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. So uh, yeah. anyway, so thanks so much, and thank you, Jay. Thank you. Thank you so much, James. Thank you, Jay. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. 
try the $5 bacon bundle because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the bacon cheese slider, 1921 bacon cheese slider, or chicken bacon ranch slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 bacon bundle. White Castle, follow your crave.